fantastic. Good to see your face, Jane. It looks dark there too. Uh, okay, so welcome back, everyone. So this is the second hour of our live event for July 2022. And um, this hour, we're going to be focusing on our three-part process. So this is where we really, this is really the action part of the Naturally Healthy Club. So this is what we come back to time and time again of how we, we actually, the actual how of becoming a naturally healthy person. And the thing is, the, the reason why we have a process is I want you to see it as a starting place for you to create your own, become your own naturally healthy person. So we want, I want you to like trust the process while you're building belief in yourself. Because whenever we want to change, like make any changes in our lives, like we have like, first of all, we don't know how to do it. And then second of all, we like, we like the belief that we can do it because we haven't done it before can be tricky to, to get. And that's why having a process to follow that helps us to have that belief that we can get where we want to go while we're in these beginning stages of building our belief in ourselves. So I just want to remind you that like you're here because I know I can help you. Like there are people I turned away, you belong here um, and it's possible for you to become this naturally healthy person. It's possible for you to like change your relationship with food and to you know, reach and stay your ideal way with these but you have to do the work um, and <laughs> I should say, and you have to do the work and the, the work that we are going to be doing, it's, we've got, it's very simple and it's, we've just got three parts to follow in this process. So if you're ever not making progress, we would just want to come back to the, bring you, bring yourself back to the process and look at, okay, well, what, you know, how can I apply this in a different way or what, how can I apply this to get where I want to go. So this is really, really key. So there's three parts to our process. And the way we remember it is the acronym SIT, S-I-T. So it's in sit back and enjoy the ride to becoming a naturally healthy person. So um, yeah, like, yeah, just that, that image of like sitting back in a comfy chair. <laughs> I, like, I like that. It's like, it's, it's relaxed, it's, it's calm. But the way, so, so, so the SIT stands for, S is for, uh, I'll type this in the chat so you can see. S is for, S, so S is for stop, we stop when we're satisfied. I is for making intentional choices. Being intentional is a key, key part of being a naturally healthy person. And the T is for tracking our progress. Um, so that's that's the process. That's how I remember it. And the, the interesting note, because I think like I like thinking about it as sit. However, the way we want to implement it is actually backwards. So we actually implement it TIS. If we're going to like do it in an order, tracking first, then making intentional choices, and finally stopping when we're satisfied. So you can like you can do do it all at once, or you can do it in any order. But I'm going to talk through it in um, in that reverse order because I think that's actually the most where you get the most bang for your buck. So tracking progress, like it's kind of easier to start doing, and um, it gives you a lot of results. Making intentional choices is a huge thing. So when when I work with people, 
going from like eating randomly and making random choices in the moment to making intentional choices is the biggest like opportunity for improvement <laughs> and that's where we get a lot of the gains and then the finally like stopping when we're satisfied that's cat is very important and helpful however it's interesting because i've worked with some people who who've actually never really like you know mastered this skill of stopping when they're satisfied they just like you know finish whatever's their their plate but they they're intentional about what they serve on their plate and that's enough for them to you know get their weight to a, a good place and to have a healthy relationship with food so that's why we like we're going to learn that that skill last me personally like learning to stop when i've satisfied was really really helpful <laughs> um so yeah that's that's that we're, we're going to talk through them today in um in as tis so first off the cab of the rank is tracking our progress so why do we want to track our progress so basically um yeah, our brains, and this is well documented in psychi psychiatry, psychology, that our brains have this negativity bias, which has served as like we've evolved to be like always looking for problems, scanning the, you know, savannah for saber-toothed tigers, whatever. Um, and because, you know, looking for problems that were going to kill us in the past has been a really helpful survival tool. However, when we're in modern life and we're trying to change um, something about ourselves scanning for problems this negativity bias actually isn't very helpful because it it it's blocks us from seeing the progress that we're making like so we're always looking um we're always looking at the negative like we're not there yet like and so tracking helps us overcome this negativity bias and it helps us like measure our progress which is super important for motivation um because it like it actually helped by tracking we actually see the progress we're making and that makes us motive like when we see when we're thinking oh, i'm making progress this is working that keeps us that makes us feel motivated to keep going if you remember the tea acronym um so that's a key 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 a key reason to track um and there's this this thought around you know what gets measured gets improved and the other way reason we want to track is that it helps us like objectively learn like what works and what doesn't. And then specifically in terms of like weighing ourselves every day, the reason we want to track like we like that I recommend getting into the habit of weighing ourselves is because it, it's an opportunity to help us to learn to stop equating our self-worth with our weight. So there's, of course, there's, weighing ourselves is just one type of tracking. There's many that and we're going to use two main types in um, the Naturally Healthy Club. So we have a progress tracking quiz, which we're about to take together as a baseline. Um, and that helps like track sub subjective things like our relationship with food and our habits and the actions that we're taking. Um, then we, we like the other type of tracking is weighing ourselves every day. Um, and then the third type of tracking, which is optional, um, Actually, it's all optional. <laughs> it's up to you to decide what you want to what you want to do. Like, and actually, I should have said that about this process is that it's up to you to take. Like, this is a, a starting place for you, but we want you. I want you to know that you don't have to do any of this, and it's up to you to choose and experiment with what 
might feel fun for you, what, what, what's going to work for you and find your, develop your own naturally healthy process. So if you remember from our philosophy, one of the second last ones is that we are, you know, creating our own process. And so this, this process, it's designed to give you some, a starting place for you to like find what's going to work well for you. Okay. So, and then the so types of tracking, we've got the quiz that we're going to do next. We've got weighing ourselves every day, which I'll talk about after. And the other, the other tracking that I think can be helpful is like actually tracking our habits or our actions. So, um, so like a, a star chart and we're going to be doing some challenges and I've like, I've got a star chart for you to do. So like where you're actually like, yes, I did this. I did every, like on the days that you did it or um, you're having on, on your calendar, putting things on your calendar. I have an app that I use called, it's called Tally. And that's that I use to track, like if there's a new habit that I'm working on, um, I uh, add that into my app, this app. And then I just track when I do the new habit and it's just an extra way to keep me um, accountable. Um, and, and another app that other clients of mine have used is called TickMate. So I'll just type um, those into the chat. Tally up or TickMate. So, but this is optional, but if you've, like, if you're motivated, if you find that motivating to, um, to track actions and habits, like that can be, that, that can, that can be useful. Okay. So we're going to do our quiz. So what we're going to do is I've got 20 questions for you and we're going to rate yourself. I'll just type this into the chat on a scale of one to five. And Okay, so there we go. So the scale is one, I never do this. Two, I rarely do this. It's a struggle. Three, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. <laughs> um, four is I do this more often than not. And then five is I do this confidently and consistently. So grab a pen and a piece of paper or type, open up a note. Um, so a first question is I eat intentionally and maximize the pleasure of food. So one, I never do this. Two, I rarely do this. It's a struggle. Three, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Four, I do this more often than not. Five, I do this consistently, confidently and consistently. And just whatever the first number comes into your mind, just put that down. Don't overthink it. So that's one is in eating intentionally. Question number two, I'm kind and self-compassionate. So again, just scale of one to five, first number that comes into your mind. Three, I love and accept myself at my current weight. Four, I review my self-concept and list of intentional beliefs. So that's our belief plan, which um, for most of you should be like, I never do this because you're just studying. <laughs> Remember, this is our baseline quiz. Um, Question number five, I serve food on a bowl or plate and sit down to eat instead of grabbing random bites. So just on a scale of one to five. Six, I do my five-minute daily practice exercise. Seven, I plan my meals ahead of time. Eight, I weigh myself and record the number. Nine, I can identify when my body has had enough to eat. Ten, I stop eating and leave food on my plate when I'm satisfied. Eleven, I enjoy proper meals. Twelve, I plan my snacks ahead. 
13, I review my day and think about what I want to do differently. 14, I'm able to allow an urge to be there without resisting or giving in. So again, just one, I never do this. Two, I rarely do it. It's a struggle. Three, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Four, I do this more often than not. And five, I do this confidently and consistently. Okay, what are we up to? Urges. Okay, number 15, um, I'm able to feel negative emotion without buffering with food. 16 is I soothe myself every day. 17, I include protein in every meal, which we'll get to when we talk about nutrition. 18, I'm willing to make mistakes and get it wrong. 19, I make intentional choices with treats and alcohol. 20, I'm aware of my self-talk and coach myself in the moment. Okay, so you've got your, you can add that up. That'll give you a total out of 100. And we want to just, just keep that somewhere where you know you're going to be able to come back to it. So what we're going to do is this is your baseline quiz result. And then at the end of every month, we'll, we're going to come back to this quiz and we'll take the quiz again so that we can see how you're progressing and going. Um, okay, Rebecca said, can you please repeat two to four? Yeah, of course. Um, oh, actually, and so I'll type, I just, um, this quiz is in, um, in circle under resources. So if you ever want to come back and look at it, you can, you can take the quiz anytime you like. So I'll just post that in, that's a link to the, um, to the quiz in, in circle. Um, but I'll, I'll guide you through. So Rebecca's that. So number two is I'm kind and self-compassionate. Number three is I love and accept myself in my current weight. And number four is I review my self-concept and list of intentional beliefs. So that's our, that's your baseline quiz score. So, and you know, the lower it is, the more opportunity there is to improve. So this is, this is a good thing. And like, there's so much, there's a lot of things in here that of course you're not doing like don't give yourself a hard time if you feel like your score is really low it's actually an opportunity to um to to improve um because you know you're, you're just new to this you guys are just starting you just learn you're just learning about this process now so there's a heap of things that you i wouldn't i wouldn't have been doing before i created this process so don't yeah feel good about what whatever the number is now just feel feel good that it's it's where it needs to be just knowing that you're going to to change it over time okay and so now we'll talk about daily weighing and the first provider of this i know there's some one person in the group who's doing this doing the naturally healthy club with her daughter who's a teenager and this, like I had not this is not for kids and teens so if you're still growing you don't want to be weighing yourself every day because it's just not meaningful because you you're wanting your body needs to grow as it grows and we don't want to be judging or micromanaging it so like that's I had to mention that for all the rest of you that have are, are adults and, and aren't, aren't growing um vertically anymore um daily weighing is something I, that I, I do really recommend however if you are like thinking no way Jules I never want to do this that's freaking me out 
absolutely like that's your choice um, and just know that you, you'll track your progress with the progress quiz. But if you're curious, um, let's talk about why I recommend this. So basically, you know, measuring progress is important for motivation, as I mentioned before. It gives you way more immediate feedback than clothes or measurements. And it because it can take a while, like you have to gain a fair bit of weight before your clothes start feeling really uncomfortable. Um, it can, it's... Um, and I think the, in order to change behavior, it's like acknowledging where we're at and not hiding from it is really important. The hugest reason I think is it's just an opportunity to learn to stop equating your self-worth with your weight. And um, like that really, like it helps you have, a, like it helps you like have that separation and to learn to like accept yourself at every every way because you know what that number is it takes all the guesswork out of it um and the reason we want to do daily versus weekly is that daily normalizes the variations because your weight does fluctuate like all the time and if you wait and just weigh yourself once a week you're not getting it's just from a data perspective like a science perspective it's giving you a more clear picture of what's actually going on so you can actually see trends more um, more clearly when you've got more data points whereas if you're just weighing once a week like you're like you know it can you can you're not getting as clear and accurate picture of what actually is going on so daily weighing like, allows you to observe patterns and trends, which is really what we're interested in. And there's also a lot of research that shows that people who weigh daily are less likely to be overweight. And there's a national weight loss registry in the US where someone has to have like, lost 30 pounds and kept it off for over a year. Um, but the average person in there has lost 66 pounds and kept it off for five years. And like... I think it was like 70, 74% of the people in that group who've lost significant amounts of weight and kept it off weigh themselves on a regular basis. Um, and so a common objection that comes up about this is like, what if I don't want to obsess about my weight? And the thing here is that like fearing and avoiding the scale like doesn't make you any less of a slave to it. So like you're because you're always in the back of your mind. Am I like gazing? Are these pants fitting? Like you, you don't know. So if you really want to stop obsessing about your weight, like step on the scale every day without feeling shame or pride, and then you will truly be free from obsession. Um, so how do we go about doing this? So if, you, like, if you're curious and you're willing to experiment, how do we go about doing this? So the prime of thought, like I think it's important to, like be, like to actually think some conscious thoughts about weighing ourselves before we do it. And like a primer thought that I, I think is really helpful is like, I'm doing this to learn. Like I'm not doing this to judge myself or beat myself up or give myself a hard time. I'm just doing this to learn. And you want to treat it as an experiment first thing in the morning. So if there's not an opportunity to wear yourself first thing in the morning, don't do it. Cause you want to be as consistent as possible. You want to be wearing the same thing. So, you know, I weigh myself every day in my PJs, um, be and be prepared for the thoughts and feelings that come up and just know that it's really normal to feel disappointed it's really normal to feel frustrated it's really normal to feel surprised like that's all good and it's all just information and you just want to like remind yourself this is just information and it's a chance for me to learn um and remind yourself that my weight doesn't doesn't isn't a reflection of my self-worth I'm still an amazing person at every weight and if it's higher you know 
that's actually an opportunity for me to practice loving and accepting myself at a higher way. Um, and if you feel resistant to this and you're curious, like just ask for coaching, like post in the group. Um, and at the other, in terms of how, I think it's really important to graph your results. So I actually use a fit a scale, like a Fitbit scale that's like smart scales that's linked to the internet. So it automatically logs my weight and I have a graph like on an app. Um, but if, if not, you can get apps, like there's one called Happy Scales. Um, people have used, you know, there's heaps, Apple Health has one, I think, you know, there's heaps of different ones. Um, but you do like having a graph of your results is really helpful so that you can see trends. Um, so that's how we do it. And there's some sneaky thoughts that come up and, you know, things like, you know, it doesn't make sense or I've, I did everything, but I did everything right. You know, this isn't fair. Um, um, but I was being so good yesterday, you know, and that, that of course, these thoughts are going to come up. But you just want to be really like, this is just between you and the scale. Like, no, you're not going to share this with anyone else. And it's just, you know, you really want to be honest with yourself. And often for me, if the scale, if the number's higher than I expected, when I get honest with myself and I think back, I'll be like, oh, yeah, there was like I was chicken, chewing on those chicken bones when I was putting dinner away and, you know, I was whatever, licking whatever, you know, like there's usually when I, I'm honest with myself, I'm always, I'm like, I can usually identify it. Sometimes not. And sometimes there is randomness to it, but mostly like if you can approach it with curiosity of like, oh, what could I have done differently? Like that's where the learning is. Um, okay. And so we'll go into, um, We'll go into, I'll do a lesson this week um, on, I won't spend too much time now on like what causes weight fluctuations, but I've just posted in the, um, in the chat there, the link to, there's a, actually a, in the resources on Circle, there's a, an article that I've done that gives you the list of what causes weight to go up and down. But we'll cover that in, a, um, in the lesson on Tuesday this week. Um, and just the only thing to be to mention about this is like we don't talk about specific numbers of weight in the group like this isn't the biggest loser it's not like hey look at me I lost 20 pounds like um, this is really for your personal learning and your own journey so and we don't want to like I don't want you to compare to your results to other people so if you do want to talk about you know scale was up or scale was down go for it but I don't, like we don't talk about specific numbers um, as, as a rule um, and just one thing to remember, it's like your weight, it's not supposed to be this like going down all the time. Like it's supposed to fluctuate and we want to be careful about what we make things mean. So, but, you know, I'm here to guide you with this. And again, like you don't have to do this. It's only if you want to. Okay. So that's tracking. Now we're going to talk about being intentional. So why do we want to be intentional? And basically being intentional helps us find this balance between enjoying things and feeling good. So the, when we're intentional, we're using the best part of our brain, which is like the prefrontal cortex to make choices that are, and the cool thing about the prefrontal cortex is it's, um, a, it's able to think about now and it's also able to plan for the future. So it can make choices that are good for now and good for the future. Whereas if we're making random choices in the moment, we're often relying on um, the more primitive parts of our brain that don't think about the future, that only think about, um, you know, that, that, that actually aren't able to, they don't, that there's an amygdala, which is like a prim, more primitive part of our brain that can't even understand the future. Like it just doesn't, it, all it exists is in the present moment and it just wants to 
seek pleasure and avoid pain. So that's why when you're tired at the end of the day, you know, grabbing that pizza or having a bottle of wine, like it's your amygdala is in control there. And so being intentional means we're using a better part of our brain so that the choices that we make are good for both now and in the future. And what does being intentional look like? So this is different for everyone, um, but it's generally deciding ahead of time what you're going to do because um, because if you're when you're thinking like you, when you think about the future, you have to use your prefrontal cortex, like this good best part of your brain, to 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 do that. Whereas if you're thinking about the moment, in the moment, you're more likely to be using your amygdala. That's why being intentional generally means deciding ahead of time, but it actually can be conscious. Like you can make choices, intentional choices in the moment. What you want to do is just connect to that future thinking. So you write rather than just what do I want, what do I want, you know, and going with the emotional response, the amygdala response. You want to like ask yourself if you're faced with the question in the moment, you want to either you think about it as like you know how will I feel about this choice tomorrow like if I make this choice now what's what and just play it through like imagining the future like what it's going to be like if I drink this extra bottle of wine now how am I going to feel in the morning whereas like and and just that that question that thought of like what how this how is this going to impact me in the future is enough to get your prefrontal cortex online and help you make and you'll know that you're making a conscious choice because you've thought about the future. And having a pausing really helps here as well. Um, okay, so we're going to do a little exercise now. And because um, really, like, you know, making intentional choices, the two, the, the biggest things are like making choices around alcohol and treats. So, you know, sugar, whatever treats are, you love, that's chips, you know. Um, and so, what I want to, we're going to do a little exercise now to just to like, think about like to create an intentional treat policy um so when do you want to enjoy treats and alcohol so slash alcohol you don't have to enjoy alcohol but I just want you to think now like what would be like a good rhythm for you like do you want to have a little treat every day and there's no right or wrong here but it's like just just what feels what would feel good with you as a starting place to experiment with like and for some people, like having a little, you know, having having dessert every day is like a little bowl of ice cream every day is is it. Or maybe having chips every day or having a glass of wine every day. Like, or it, maybe it's like just you do this on Friday nights. Or maybe it's like, you know, you have treats on the weekend. For me, I usually, my intentional treat policy is if I go out for lunch during the week, I usually have one glass of wine. And then I usually on either Saturday or Sunday, we'll have a glass of wine with lunch. Um, and then on my other treat policy is that I make ice cream and have ice cream for dessert on Sunday nights. <laughs> um, so, I th and I think the reason we want to have this intentional treat policy is because when we're trying to be healthy and change our relationship, like with food and lose weight is we can often go into like too restrictive thinking of like, oh no, I shouldn't be having this. I shouldn't be having chocolate. I shouldn't be doing this. Like, and not actually giving ourselves permission to have you know have pleasure and so by being a, having a policy we're actually you know what this and we're taking some time to think intentionally about how we want our treats to be um that helps us give ourselves like find this place of balance where we are enjoying things 
um, and we're not restricting. Like we're we're getting to experience the things that we love, and um, and and you know getting all the benefits from it. So that's it. So how's everyone feeling? We got got your a, a policy about of where you what what kind of rhythm you'd like to have you choose and this isn't like set in stone like if something comes up you can always choose choose again but I think it's helpful to have like a kind of overview of oh, this is what I would kind of like to have as my policy I'm just going to go over so I can see how are we feeling about that is everyone okay tap in the chat yeah okay so the next part of being intentional so we've got our intentional treat policy we've got our um Yes, Mary said, I want to maximize the pleasure of treat by choosing highest quality. Yeah, then that's the thing is that when we, like when we have a policy, we can plan ahead so we can decide, okay, I'm going to buy these amazing, the, the most beautiful chocolate. Like I'm going to treat myself to, like when I have wine, I have really good quality wine these days because I know I'm only going to be having a little bit of it. Um, so that's a good point, Mary. <clears throat> so the next part of being intentional is, um, our, it's what I call our daily practice. So that's a five-minute daily exercise that I've <clears throat> spoken about. And why we want to do this is because it's going to help us change our self-concept, as we spoke about in the first hour. And we're going to like start like having this daily practice helps us form that like new habitual thought. So we're reprogramming our subconscious by every day choosing to think some intentional thoughts about us, um, ourselves and our um, and this work that we're doing and our, like and and it's an opportunity to connect every day to this naturally healthy person like who we're becoming um, uh, and also like part of so there's lots of different elements to the daily practice so I'll go into those in a second um, but it's an opportunity to like to help us navigate, to learn to navigate difficult situations. It's an opportunity to practice making intentional choices. It's an opportunity to like build trust with ourselves and to connect with this work. And um, it's an opportunity to like allow it, like allow the pleasure of anticipation as well. Um, and so how we actually go about doing this daily practice, again, it's up to you to decide what you want to include in it, but we want to take five minutes every day just to connect with this work. And there's no right or wrong, but it's up to you to choose like what you want to include, what you want to do with those five minutes. Um, and I really recommend doing, um, you know, choosing what feels fun for you. So I've got a list of possible elements to include. So I'll just copy them and type in the chat. Um, <clears throat> right so and this one I would recommend for everyone and at a very bare minimum is to write down your naturally healthy self-concept statement so if you remember from the first hour that statement of um I can't scroll back to the chat to see what it was but you know I'm a naturally healthy person or whatever your statement was writing that down every day um writing down your belief plans so things like change is change is possible reading the naturally healthy club philosophy that that might be something that you want to do um okay Emma's bye Emma we'll see you see you later um just make sure you catch the replay Emma um okay reading a naturally healthy philosophy is another option 
Um, setting an, an intention for the day can be something that it's really helpful for people to stay focused. It might be like, you know, I'd set the intention to, um, you know, eat my meals into like eat my meals with focus rather than eating with distractions or <clears throat> it might be I have set an intention of not having any alcohol today whatever it feels good um number five an option number five is like spending a couple of minutes visualizing or imagining how you want the day to go um number six is that actually writing a plan of what you're going to eat or drink for the day and this is something that I I include <clears throat> so and that can be like actually specifically what meals you're going to have or it might be um yeah or it might be like you know you might just want to plan out what your treats are going to be for the day or whether you're going to have alcohol for the day or not um another thing you might want to include is like anticipating obstacles so thinking through your day of like oh what could what could come up that might be you know a tricky situation that I that I might need to navigate um and another thing um that can be really helpful is um just writing like a little list of three things you're like your gratitudes like three things you're grateful for um so with your daily practice it's up to you to choose which elements you include in it and I think it's actually helpful to have like, you know, a longer version and a shorter version for those days where you sleep in and you're really rushed so that you're still like you've, you can like, you're still connecting with this work, just having that little touch point. Um, and I, I would recommend not having any more than three of like choosing th any more than three of these elements. And you might like to experiment with one day you might like to set an intention, another day you might um, Okay, Mary said, my intentions in the morning are strong and um, by the evening I am weak. Any advice is sticking with the plan? Yes, Mary. So first of all, we want to make sure you have a really, um, that your plan's achievable, that it's doable. And then second, like just get really specific about like, because if you're like intention, like are you being realistic with your intentions in the morning? Because we want to we want to be realistic. If you're, if you're usually eating, you know, a big bowl of pasta for, for dinner like you want to like or you have you know you normally go out you get takeaway whatever it is you want to keep your intention like you want to make set yourself up for success so that you're making your intentions realistic with what so looking at what you did the previous day and just having that as your your intention rather than this it trying to be this best best behavior thoughts is the first thing and then the second thing Mary just getting really curious about like what are the exact obstacles that are coming up for you in the evening and like getting really granular and just like seeing like what can you like, like and going for like small improvements like what's one thing you can do differently every day to and trying different things to to get where you want to go um okay it's a good question Mary um, but I think like making your intentions realistic is really important in the beginning. Um, okay. And so like uh, what my practice looks like, and I actually use an app to do this. So I'll just type that, paste that into the chat if you guys, but you can use a notebook or a note on your phone. It doesn't have to be an app, but I use this app called the five minute journal. Oh, hang on. I'm just sending it to Emma. Um, send to everyone um, which I find I, I, I like because it's on my phone so I and so 
so it's so it when I open it up, it's always got an inspirational quote. So I'm motivated to open it up to see what the quote is. Um, then I write my gratitude. So I write three things I'm grateful for. And then I write what I'm going to eat for the day. So um, and so I like breakfast, lunch and dinner. And I actually write down like what I think it's going to be. Sometimes I'm not sure what it's going to, like if I'm going out for, like I went out for dinner last night. So my dinner plan was, you know, dinner at 86 and I didn't know exactly what it was, but I made it, set the intention of not having any wine. So I wrote with, wrote no, like no alcohol <laughs> because I knew I had to get up early this morning. I didn't want to, I wanted to have a good sleep. Um, Margaret saying, do you suggest during this, same daily practice each day or changing things up yeah I do Margaret I think like having this uh, the same practice is helpful but in the beginning you might like to if you feel like something's not like you know this isn't really helping me or or if you think of something else that you might like to include like experimenting in the beginning but I've been doing the same practice for like over a year now like probably coming up to a year and a half um, and I, like I like it's a good rhythm for me and I love it and it, it helps me so when you find a good rhythm I think sticking with it um, yeah so mine is my three things are my like the gratitudes what I'm going to eat for the day and particularly with with in view of treats and and then um, then I write my like my self-concept statement and my belief plan so um, that is that's that's what mine looks like in the morning and I do that do it um, first thing in the morning so I get up grab my phone go to the loo when I'm sitting on the loo I do it there, which is probably more information than you needed to hear um, but like I've got that regular habit so that's like and I always like that's just so ingrained in me so even when I'm traveling like we we're in Sydney the week before last and still first thing I get up grab my phone on the loo <laughs> that's where I do my daily practice um, so yeah so what you want to do is just think about like so we'll get you to do an exercise now it's just like think about like um yeah when and where will you do you want to experiment with doing your daily practice and some people some people are doing it in the evening makes more sense um or you might like to do some things in the morning and some things in the evening it's up to you just trust like you know your schedule best i think but most people mornings tend to be um tend to be like if it gets done in the morning it's then it's done for the day however you know it's really um it, it really is up to you to, to experiment and think about like what um would you like to use an app or would you like to just use a notebook like it's up to, to you or would you like to just use a note on your phone and and then just decide now like which elements do you want to include in your daily plan in your daily practice and then the final question to ask yourself is like how can you make this rewarding so for me like using that app it's really rewarding because at the end they um they track your, your streak and they give you like these little cheers like yay you know you've done this like you've been you've done it however many days in a row um so that i find that really really rewarding Okay. Okay. So, is there, how's everyone feeling about that? Like, got a good? Is that clear on what what we're trying to achieve there and what what we're going to include in your daily plan, your daily practice? Anyone got any questions? If you can turn your video on, it'd be good to see your beautiful faces. Yay.
Yay, Marianne. Has anyone got any questions or is everyone clear? Okay, Lisa said, that's great, Jules. Excellent. Thanks, Lisa. It's good to know. Yeah, we're feeling okay. Tell us thumbs up. Awesome. Thanks, Bill. Okay, good. So that is being intentional. So it's really, it's like having that daily practice and then also making choices, making intentional choices in the moment. So, and just that asking yourselves that question of like, you know, how am I going to feel about this choice tomorrow? And getting into the habit of checking in with that. Okay. So then the, so that's, so in terms of our process, if you remember it's SIT, S-I-T. So we've done the, the T, we've done the I, now we're going to talk about the S, which is stopping when we've, we're satisfied. And this, this skill, like it's really, you know, an, an amazing, like it really is so beautiful when you learn to do this and you learn to, um, like, because it's like when you have this skill, like you can take it anywhere, like you can go traveling, go out for dinner. It just, it really is, really is a beautiful thing. Um, but like any, any new skill, like it requires some conscious thought at first. Um, but just know that the more that you do it, the more it'll become second nature. And so for me now, I generally like don't think about it. So kind of like, you know, when you're driving, learning to drive a car, like at the beginning, you're like thinking about everything and you're like, oh, where's this break? You know, how does this all work? And it's like a lot of mental energy. So it's the same with this. Like at the beginning, it does require some effort and some mental energy. And that's why I recommend you know, implementing this skill, learning this skill as the third part that we implement. But I'm going to go through, I'll just do a high level of how we do, do it now so that when you are ready, you can start. But I want you to focus on like tracking and making intentional choices first, knowing that, um, knowing that you can come, like that you can start this skill whenever but if you do feel inspired and you're like yeah no I really want to master this like you can you're welcome to to get going with it now I'll trust you to choose your judgment on when you want to do this just knowing that we will probably in September we'll do a challenge around stopping when we're satisfied and really go deep on the skill then so that is coming in your future and really like making intentional choices will get you like way like a lot of bang for your buck <laughs> um so so all that being said like um yeah so think of it as learning to drive like lots of conscious effort at first conscious thought at first but the more you do it and the more you practice it then it'll just become this kind of second nature thing and you really actually can get to a place where it kind of feels weird like if you feel full you kind of like uh like it would be weird to overeat so like and for me like i used to fast a lot um you know, every week I would do like, you know, big fasts to balance out. Whereas now I, and for a while I was like intentionally overeating. So I was doing the fasting, but now it just doesn't feel good. So I actually have cut back. I only fast once a month just for longevity reasons and not for managing my weight. Cause I actually don't like the overeating anymore, which is so crazy to me. Like if you had have told me that two years ago, three years ago, I would have just been like, no way Jules, that's never going to happen. But yeah, it's kind of weird how, how, like when you, do this and it feels good you you generally like yeah it's kind of kind of crazy so how do we go about stopping so the first thing is like deciding that yes I'm going to learn this skill 
and um you know and the the key thought behind this is like I want to learn this I want to stop when I'm when I've had enough and then the second thing is like to be present when we're eating like you don't have to be focused on the food but it makes it so much easier like if you're eating with distractions it's really hard to tune in to your body so I recommend when you particularly beginning when you're practicing this skill like when you're learning this skill to do it when you're um, practice it when you're focused on the food and, and you're being present with the food so the next thing we want to do is like just check in before with your emotions before you start eating like how am I feeling because if you're and one thing I really notice if I'm feeling lots of negative emotion it makes it much harder to, for me to stop when I'm satisfied of the pull the desire to overeat will be stronger and then what you want to do is like you know you're eating your food intentionally slowly like enjoying the food and then you just want to just tune into your body and listen for like, and it's a feeling of like enough and it's different words resonate with different people. So experiment to find a word that works with you, but it's enough feeling satisfied, feeling full for some people feeling nice. Some people it's feeling comfortable. Um, another thing that, that you want that can be like come up for people is like that you you notice that you like lose focus like you lose attention for the food like it's like your mind starts to wander thinking about your day like um that can be a sign that you you you've had enough or if an, another another thing that um a curious thing that can come up is like if you need to burp like that's often a sign that you've had enough like that's a thing from our vedic practices um so we don't want to feel like we're under eating and we're eating too less we want to have this feeling of feeling satisfied without going into like feeling like blur um and the rule of thumb here is that if you're not sure like and in the beginning you won't be sure like you just want to like if you're not sure that means you need to keep eating and oftentimes it'll be like a few more bites and you'll be like oh yeah that's definitely enough like so that's the rule of thumb is like if you're not sure keep eating and then when you do notice that you've got reached this, this satisfaction level, you want to just like pause, go, oh yeah, okay, this is me having enough, maybe smile. And, um, and then you want to manage your self-talk because there's going to be some thoughts that are going to come up. And we kind of went through examples of that in the last hour, but, you know, just this really, like, really, this is so good. I want to keep eating, you know, and we want to like, just coach, you need to coach yourself in the, in the moment to, on whatever the thoughts that come up, you know, whether it's waste, whether it's not going to taste as good later, um, just excuse me. Mm. And um, and then it's and then it, then it's a matter of stop, like putting the cutlery down, um, and then allowing like for any of the feelings that come up. So often, like you can feel discomfort or we can feel restless because we're like, you know, particularly if other people are eating. Um, but that's that's really it. So it's like being present, checking in, listening for this feeling of and like learning to identify what that that satiety feeling is for you. Um, and if you're not sure, keep eating and then you just like put, put a pause in, manage the, sort, the thoughts that come up and, and then just stop. Um, and yeah, so like some of the common thoughts would be where I was like, yeah, this is so delicious. I want more. Like I don't want to waste it. Um, a few bites, few bites won't make a difference. Um, and actually interesting story with that. Like so 
um, I did a, a course with Corinne Crabtree a few years ago and she had a story of like someone who was learning to stop and they were satisfied and she has weighted plateaued and she was like and so she actually um, did decided to like keep a bag in the freezer with like this like all the little random bags like she was like oh you know this bit won't matter it won't matter and she so she decided to collect her scraps for for a week and after a week she had like four pounds of food like two kilos of food in the freezer that she would have otherwise eaten like it really these little bites do add up um and it was interesting because that week that she did that and collected her scraps was the week that she also lost four pounds so um so yeah like that's something to to be mindful of it really does make a difference um other sneaky thoughts that can come up is, you know, I can't do this or this isn't going to work for me or, you know, I've never been able to do this before. Um, it won't taste good later. And just like all these thoughts, like, or, um, you know, or I should be eating more veggies, like, you know, it, or it's just salad, like it, it doesn't matter. Like all those thoughts aren't really helping us. And so you want to just like notice the thoughts that are coming up and learn to, learn to, to, um, to like redirect them so you know when when you're saying like you know this is so delicious I want more just going yeah of course so you want more Jules <laughs> however it's going to feel much better if we stick to the plan it's going to feel much better if I st if you stop now when your body's telling you to stop um you know if your body if your brain's telling you like I can't do this like doing it yourself like of course you feel like you can't do this however like this is just a skill I can learn this like I can practice I'm willing to fail as many times as it takes um yeah so that's that's it um so excellent question Laura how do you lose weight if you eat enough don't you have to have a calorie deficit to lose weight absolutely not Laura like <laughs> so so the thing is because if you have so having just you've just got to like get rid of your like let go of the thoughts about calorie deficits or counting calories or whatever and just trust that your, what your body is going to guide you to, that feeling of enough is going to be the amount that you need and it's not going to be more than you need. And it's like when we eat what we need and we, because the, the reason why, the where we get the calorie deficit from is from not overeating. So there's like, there's what, what we need and what our body is satisfied with. And then like, but often we're eating way past that. So we get... Um, so the, the, the calorie deficit actually comes from stopping the overeating rather than undereating. Whereas in like diet culture, which they're trying to get you to undereat to get that deficit. So we want to just focus on that. That's an excellent question. I'm glad you asked that, that Laura. Um, so, so eating like, and yes, like it can take longer because you're not going into that calorie deficit. But the cool thing is that, but when you eat until you're satisfied, that's really sustainable. Like that's something you can keep doing for the rest of your life. So, um, so yeah, well, it can be slower weight loss, but we're not here for the quick fix. Like we're not here to lose 10 pounds by Wednesday. Um, so let's, yeah, like I'm so glad you asked that. So this is really it, like eating to a satisfied. And there's a part about, um, there's a psychological component to hunger. So we'll do a lesson on that 
the week after next, we will talk about the different parts of hunger. And by eating until we're satisfied, we're satisfying our psychological hunger as well. Because if you're consciously trying to eat less and trying to eat this calorie deficit, um, then like that just like that stokes your psychological hunger and it makes you want to over it causes you to overeat in the future so like there's a whole science behind why we want to eat until we're satisfied and just go we're gonna we're gonna go go in for that more um okay excellent and the thing with this it's a new skill so like just you know, if it feels when we're doing, when you want getting into this, if it feels hard or if you feel doubt, or feeling resistance around it, like just ask for coaching. Like I'm here to help you. Um, and I think also like just treating it as an experiment and just knowing, like being willing to fail. Like, so there will be some times in the beginning where you do stop too soon, like, and you're like, and then you're hungry like an hour later and that's okay. Like that's just part, of, you can always go and get the food back out of the fridge. Like oftentimes I stop, um, at lunchtime I'll just stop like when I've had enough I stop and I just leave the food in the in the bowl put it in the fridge and then at dinner time I'll get it out and I'll like serve it up to have with my dinner like um so yeah like just just know that this is gonna this is skill it's okay to fail like it's okay to under eat sometimes like and it's okay like it's no big deal you just you know eat some more food later it's it's fine I think like getting being willing to fail with this skill is really really helpful um and also like you, you don't have to do this for every meal like i um for me like i do it definitely do it at lunchtime because i hate feeling bloated in the afternoon and sluggish but um and also like i, I do it at dinner time as well but i have a snack in the afternoon so for me my meals i usually have like um i don't like have coffee in the morning for breakfast then i have lunch at one or two and then I have a snack at four or five of yogurt and seeds and I always eat all my yogurt and seeds um, because and that's not supposed to like yeah so you don't have to do this for every meal as well um, yeah so the goal is to feel satisfied and that's really where this magic happens it's like when we're not overeating and we're eating intentionally and we're stopping when we feel satisfied you will like your body will let go of the, the excess Okay, so we'll write, um, okay, great. Okay, so we'll, um, I'll just close this down and we'll, co we'll come back in. Um, we'll, actually, how's everyone feeling? Do we need a break or are you guys cool to just come straight back? Come straight back? Yeah, Mary's nodding. Oh no, Mary's saying she needs a break. Don't need a break. Need a break. Quick break. Okay, so we'll have five minute break. So we'll come back at five past the hour, um, and then we'll be going into our third hour. So I'll um, I'll see you guys. So same link. See you soon. Okay. And